flight. No flight list. As far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. If you want that list, 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 list. The most problematic thing is, is that any, any, anyone can be under the investigation of the FBI. FBI, FBI. FBI, FBI. And I know that something really good is going to come out of all of this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another week of the No Fly List, where we talk to comedians, artists, musicians, and other interesting and cool people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And this week we had Khalil Rahman on the show. Woo! What a sweet, sweet boy. He is boy. the <laughs> nicest, kindest boy. He's just so, so nice, so talented. He's a headline contributor for The Onion. He's super young, like in college, pursuing writing and stand-up. Yeah, he's actually an adult man, but... <laughs> yeah, he is. He's He was way more mature than we were. And yeah, I was like, he's got you? his shit figured out. He really does. At like 20-something? I don't, I don't even know, but yeah, I was like, Whoa. he's in college. I f- Do you remember what he... I forgot what he was studying, but he's studying bio. Yes. Yeah. He's like studying bio, also doing comedy on the side. He has like a good plan for like moving to New York and trying to figure out like a balance between like work and comedy. Um, we, it was a really good episode because we really talked about how his parents have been like really supportive. And it seems like that is if you have uh, brown parents who are supportive in the arts, that's super important because then you're not battling like 15 extra things. Um, and yeah. he's doing it in like a smart way. He's already a contributor uh, for headlines to the Onion, yeah. and is he has his own podcast. Yeah. And he's like, he's just a, a good writer. Like he's written for a lot of satire stuff, Reductress. Like he is, he's a very funny, funny person. Um, and definitely will be like one of the people who like will write like some really cool TV show. Um, I think what I really loved was we talked a lot about like arranged marriages, but from the views of like men versus like women because I think boys have a very different experience because their mom will get like the hottest best girl for them possible and, and then we'll girls, get like a troll yeah. who just happens to be whatever ethnicity or yep. religion that your yeah. parents want them to be. Girls girls always get a guy they're like this guy is 10 years older than you which means he has his shit together and then once you hit 30 they give up on you and oh, that's yeah. it. My yeah. favorite thing that my mom does, well, she'll show me, a, she'll tell me about a guy and then I go, what does he look like? And she goes, his sister is attractive. <laughs> that is, I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? She's like, oh, their genetics will be good. You know, if you have kids, I'm like, clearly you missed one. Yeah. Uh, one time my mom showed me a picture of a guy <laughs> and it was like this dude who like, Allah forgive me. <laughs> did not look good but like he was standing next to this like old dude which was probably his dad and I told my mom I was like do you want me to marry the old guy and she started to laugh and I was like no really do you want me to marry the old guy because he is the best looking guy here um and my mom was like well that doesn't matter you'll learn to love look I I date like the worst uh like people are always like oh yeah the guys that you date like they're they're okay but I yeah I've learned to love them too but I have to know you first. And he was like a very traditional guy. And yeah. So funny. But it's funny because, um, yeah, I think uh, Khalil was way more traditional than us. I feel like we were like the older, corrupted, like sisters. We and- absolutely were. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this summer, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And he was like, I'm going to figure out my life. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. He's Yeah. He's like the, the, the good 
child that you want to have, the good Muslim yeah. child that you want to have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're a traditional like brown parent, yeah, like, he's the one. I think my mom definitely would not want to. Um, yeah, my mom, like Khalil would be perfect for my mom because he like checks all the boxes of like, yes, mom, I'll listen to you. Yeah, and he's like yeah. open to his mom, like introducing him to to yeah. women. I know he, he's, we talked about him not necessarily focusing on dating or yep. finding women right now. And yeah, why should he? He's young, he's in yeah. school, he's got all this comedy stuff going on. He's got a lot of stuff going on for yeah, him. Yeah, and he's young. I think that's like the biggest thing where it's like, don't spend your 20s like trying to get married. That's yeah. not a good idea. Um but yeah, I honestly, if my if I told my mom to find me a woman too, she would pick the worst women too. I think it's a boy oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Although I'm looking at my dating history, and I don't know that my mom could find someone worse than like, at least personality <laughs> wise. Let's forget looks, um, but person. I don't. I don't know. I feel like some days I literally go, should I just you know outsource this to my mom like we should be doing is this it's just it's like weird because there's so many like I've gone on an arranged marriage date where like the parents were there and I had to be on my oh best my behavior uh, mama I cannot even picture you doing no that I cannot imagine Look, first you did of that. all I'd like brought out tea and stuff and I was like this shit no is you did the whole like, yeah and oh do you think I like God. was talking like this I was like oh assalamu alaikum did you what were you wearing um like a shawarkamis like oh, yeah like traditional yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, I was on my like best behavior, but also I didn't even see the dude. It was just the parents, and I did it to appease my mom. At the time, I also wasn't like, I think right now I'm like, <laughs> I want to like hook up with men and women. But at the time, I was like, whatever, this will just, this dude, I'm not going to ever see him. Turns out, this guy was like in Spain having the time of his life and also didn't want to do this. And then like, I think he has like a girlfriend now. So it was like one of those things where it was so awkward and so weird. And it was just the parents clearly pushing their kids who don't want this at all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was such a weird experience. Well, the one time I actually thought about listening to my mom. So my, my dad's like friend and they became, he became like a family friend in Alabama. His son was visiting from California and my mom was like, oh, you know, so-and-so's son is visiting. Like, why don't we, like, go out for, like, a, a lunch and something? And I was like, uh, I can only imagine, like, they were, like, Palestinian, but I just assumed, like, probably... The dad was actually super chill and not traditional. And so um, my friend and I did a little bit of Instagram stalking, found the guy, actually super hot, cool, oh, covered yeah. in tattoos, like, does a bunch Whoa. of, like... Yeah, totally not what I expected, and he's dating a white girl named Claire. Of course. <laughs> of course. And I was willing for a second. This was during the lockdown, guys. The, this It was very slim. There were no pickings yeah. at all. And I was like, oh, Palestinian hot, like has tattoos, like yeah. all these things, like does extreme sports. I guess he's, he is white and on the inside. He is definitely. He is definitely now that I realize it. And then it was just kind of like a disappointment. And I was like, well, and, and this was pure chance because my mom had no clue what he looked like. And I'm sure if she saw his tattoos, she'd be like, not for you. No. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So she probably, I'd be like, yeah, let's meet him. And it'd be funny if like he was single and then I was all for it. Then my mom was like, no, 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 he's not yep. traditional <laughs> enough. No, no, he's not Muslim. Because the, the family, his dad, like he he's like, his uh, daughter is like married to a white guy. Like they're so not traditional. Oh, that that would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe. But then uh, no, fucking well, Claire's of the world taking our, taking our white brown. women. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 
uh, speaking of white women, although this is really not a segue at all, but <laughs> we have a segment called the No Fly List, No Fly List. And this is a segment where we put people who we think should be on the No Fly List uh, on there instead of innocent brown folks like ourselves. So it's kind of our shit list. So, Amama, who do we have this week? This week we have um, men who slowly drive near women uh, while they're walking home alone at night, which is now the second time, sec- third time this has actually happened. One time someone like pulled over really quickly and was like, hey, can I have directions? And then was like, to your heart, just kidding, oh! get in the car. Uh, but yesterday was like the scariest thing where I was like walking home and then this dude for a second, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I thought he was like backing into a space, but he was just turning his car around and then just started to like follow me. And it was the weirdest feeling I have ever gotten where I think it was like the first time I've experienced an actual fight or flight response. And on a very fucked up hip, I sprinted home once he turned down a one way. Cause I know the streets are so connected. I was like, it will take him three minutes to oh actually God. get to me again. Um, so I like sprinted and I was like, when I got home, I was like, oh, I guess, uh, physical therapy is working. For my <laughs> um, but yeah, don't fucking do that. That's like, terrifying. You That's should terrifying. not only be on the no fly list. You should just be in jail. Like don't yeah, do that Yeah, you should just shit. be in jail. That is terrifying. Also, that was a hundred percent intentional, but on top of that, men need to be aware even when they're being unintentionally, uh, kind of like scary or like, you know, if, if, uh, if you're I've had guys cross the street just because I'm always aware who's Mm -hmm. behind me. If I see a shadow and sometimes it could be like, you know, a white woman. And then for a second, like, I don't know who's behind me, but if I feel someone like walking behind me closely at night, you're going to like look behind me. Yeah. I've had women look back behind me and I will like just take off my mask because often it's like, because I'm in like a hoodie and like basketball shorts. Yeah. So I I have to like do that because I'm like, oh, I'm like nighttime walk, but I'll like take off my mask and take my hood down so you can see like my hair. And then they'll be like, okay. And I've had, I've turned around and like looked at a guy like at night and they'll like, just like kind of, um, move mm-hmm. a further. And it's like, I really appreciate that. And I know it's because like, I think they know. And I've talked to a lot of male comedians who are like, yeah, now we've like started to do that. Yeah. So it's like, cause you know that it's like fucking don't like women are like constantly terrified. Yeah. I remember one time when I first moved to New York and I was living in Harlem, it was like, I was about to go out with friends. It was like 10, 11 at night. And I was like on kind of like a dark street and this black man walks up to me and then he starts like asking me like questions. He gets like really up close and personal. And I was like, sorry, dude, I got to go. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, what? Oh, it's because you're scared of me because I'm black. I'm like, you're a man. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm alone. You're this close to me. No, it's because you're a, yeah. uh, you're being a intimidating dude, yeah. a dude, any dude. So I'm like, don't play that right no, now. No, absolutely no. not. I'm like, I don't care who you are. And you're more likely to be a serial killer if you're a white dude. Which anyway. was a guy in the car last yeah. night. And he was wearing like these weird fucking glasses. And he waved to me in a really weird way. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die. He really did. He had like, he looked like a serial killer. He had like a button down. Like he looked like anyone that you're like, a well-to-do man but he, he had down. like the serial killer he like starter kit 
Yeah, and I was, I was, I'd like locked, I have three locks. I locked all locks last Isn't night. Isn't that funny when you're inside and it's like, you already know you're safe, but like, no, I'll I checked do that. everything. Yeah. I checked yeah. the closet. That's I checked, terrifying. yeah. So they, I'm sorry yeah. that happened to you. That's fucked up. He should definitely be in jail or not be able to fly at the very least. But you know who is a sweetie pie and, <laughs> and not intimidating is Khalil Rahman. So you guys should listen to him, enjoy, and... Thank you, Canal Street Radio, again, for letting us record here. Welcome, Khalil, to hey. our no-fly list, our um, our st- new studio. Yeah, you're our first guest at Canal Street Market. We are with Listening Party. We're in the studio in the heart of Chinatown. Yeah. Also, this is so crazy because you, you live in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we couldn't have you come in person because that would be a very long ride and a very frustrating ride for you. But um, yeah, this is so exciting. How are you? How's Connecticut? Uh, it's good. It's boring, but uh, it's safer now. Um, not as exciting as Chinatown. But yeah, congrats on the new studio. It's exciting to see. You guys are moving up. Yeah. Thanks. I'm moving on up. Hell Woo. yeah. <laughs> um, wait, yeah. Khalil, do you have any, like, um, I know we spoke on your podcast, but do you have any plans on leaving Connecticut or like for the summer at least, or what, what's like your plan for the summer? I mean, uh, I'm just working here for the summer. The plan last summer was to try to get to New York, but everything shut down. Uh, so I'm trying maybe like after I'm still in college and finishing up my senior year. So after that, I'm, I want to try to get out. To the- oh, I forgot. I didn't know that you were, I knew you were young. I didn't know how young in college. I feel very old. Yeah. Wait, what are you studying in college? It better be pre-med <laughs> or engineering, engineering. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a bio major, but not pre-med. It's a, uh, yeah. Let me it's guess. It's weird. Like, you're, wait, you're a bio major. Oh, I thought you were going to be one. Uh, I was like, let me guess which bio major. <laughs> Biomedical engineering? Okay, that's all I know. <laughs> Just a bio major. Nothing else fancy. We're, um, I'm like, so you're a really gifted writer. You write headlines for The Onion. Like, what do you want post-college, especially as a desi, who's, I'm imagining your parents are like, what are you going to do? Yeah, um, I think they were like that. And then, like, once I started getting, like, publications, like, over the past year, they, they calmed down a little bit. They're very open-minded and supportive. Um, they're, re- they're really chill, actually. They're not, like, stereotypical, like, Daisy parents. So th- I'm, I'm glad about that. But, yeah, I, I want to hopefully, like, get started in comedy. Like, the dream goal is to, like, get, like, one day get a writing job. But, like, probably after college, just, like, move to New York or some comedy scene and just just start plugging away. Yeah. We already got like a head start. I mean, I don't know. Wait, okay. I have, I have questions. I have questions because sure. you seem like you really know you, you're already doing comedy or like you're, you've already dipped into comedy. You're writing, you're already accomplishing a lot in that area. Um, why the hell are you still going to school? <laughs> yeah. Becoming a bio major. Well, you need, I, no, hold on. I think before you answer this, as your auntie now, because I didn't know you were like 12 years old, I think you need a backup. I'm 13, okay? He's 13. <laughs> He's 13. Well, yeah. And the thing is like, okay, don't put yourself in debt. This is what I did. And we, then we have not even given him comedy. a chance to like even answer. Please, <laughs> yeah, 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 answer, answer. <laughs> No, no, like, give me all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's an overachiever. Like, give me 10 questions, yeah. I'll answer 12. <laughs> I'm still dating. I gotta like it. I guess, like, do you feel like it's something that you want to go, like, fulfill because of you? Or do you feel like you, you're doing it as a backup? Or is it to fulfill, like, kind of your parents, like, mm. wishes? Or, like, how, how do you generally, like, feel about going to college and, and while you know you want to do comedy and it's such an unconventional career choice? Yeah, totally. I mean, I kind of went to college still unsure of what I wanted to do. And, like, 
through the pandemic, I kind of got started in comedy. So going in, I really wasn't sure. And now like my degree is sort of a backup just in case uh, things don't pan out. But yeah, um, it, it is more for me not, not like being forced into this. Yeah. Life I, I also like to be honest, like when you come to New York, you'll just get a good job that will like allow you to probably live well and do comedy, which I think a lot of younger people forget that that's like part of it. Like, yes, like hustle culture is like real and stuff, but it sucks. Like I, I have a, a job that like sometimes I hate, but honestly, it's helpful. It is. Also, you don't stress as much because if you, at least about jokes, if, if comedy is your only way to make money and that becomes your job, then you're going to be so stressed about it. Especially in New York. Especially <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Like, I'm look, I did the whole, maybe I'm just saying it because now like 10 years later, I'm like, yeah, I, I, studied to be a nutritionist and I still like that helps me make money um, so that I can focus on comedy. But I also know that I wouldn't have gone to grad school if I knew that I was going to be delving into comedy. So get your undergraduate degree. Yeah. Don't get a master's. But I also think that instead of <laughs> saying if things don't pan out, you are a very good writer. Things are, are going gonna, to, yeah, it's yeah, just inshallah, it's a as when. the people say. Inshallah. Yeah. What, like, really, yeah. Yeah, I do think, because, like, I think especially, like, you'll come to New York, you'll have a network of desis, like, and brown people who are, like, supportive. So, like, you'll things will pan out. But, yeah, I guess you have the right idea. We're just, we're proud that you didn't pick a shitty major. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, Iowa isn't very practical unless you want to go into grad school or, like, you can probably get like a low paying like research assistant job, maybe, but yeah. That's true. I was I did teach for America right after um, college, which I also don't recommend. Um, <laughs> but that was like the only way my environmental science degree was like worth it. You well, learn to like in a teaching environment, like a toxic teaching environment. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and you can't do anything with nutrition as an undergrad. It does nothing. So I had to go through, and it, it's like a lot of the grad programs are kind of ma like with the internship. So you become a dietitian while going to grad school. So they sort of like uh, lock you in in that way. So a the yeah. way careers are, or a lot of these majors are, are kind of built now it's true it's like you can't just do yeah. undergrad and be like all right let me get a job because you end up getting the same job as you know someone who's never like gone to school or whatever then that's why like i'm like well why did i why did i go through this i could have just worked at starbucks and yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i'm curious about one thing though like so you said your parents are really cool i know we had talked about this on your podcast um <clears throat> do you have like is it because you're a boy do you have sisters is it like are they all doctors? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, being a boy probably helps with that. Um, but I think they're just generally pretty open-minded and liberal. Um, I, I have a lot of like family members who are in medicine. So I think like that's like covered the family name so I can just go off and do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but yeah, no, they, no, they're cool with that. Um, I think like growing up, like they also introduced me to a lot of comedy. Like my mom was born and raised in the States or both sides of my family are from India, but like, oh. Yeah, she was more of like the cultural wow. touch. Yeah, yeah. So that's been really cool to, you know, so I guess like second generation or on both sides or your dad was, was he born here or? Uh, no, he was born and raised in India, but he in came over here. Country. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. That makes sense too. And your yeah. parents might be younger, I'm guessing, than on like my old ass parents. Yeah, I was going to say. Like also like, because I have brothers like much older than me. So are you the youngest? I have a younger brother. Oh, Okay. But yeah, so yeah, that is you. You have a relatively like young family. Um, that's pretty dope, though. I'm like, that's like honestly, I'm really happy for whenever brown people have parents who are supportive, because I think we need more of that in the brown culture. 
Um, so I don't know. I think that's pretty awesome. And they can adopt me. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll ask them. I'm always looking for new, cool brown parents <laughs> or I've been trying to change mine. At least my mom, she's like a little bit easier to talk to about that stuff, but still it's like, yeah, I want parents who are like, you have a lot of tattoos that are stupid. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I, I convinced my mom that dating younger men was better than dating older men because she was so like, a guy has to be five, ten years older than My you. My mom did that, too. I don't know if your parents, Khalil, are ever, like, date. Uh, I think they're probably, like, make money and you could, like, date whoever, but... Growing up, my mom was always like, you have to date someone five years older. They're more yeah. mature. And now I'm like, like, no, they're no, not. They're, idiot. they're just, I mean, sorry, I'm a little angry. <laughs> but there's no, there hasn't been a big difference. I mean, you seem very mature. Uh, I'm like, for your age. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm very mature. I'm not old, hitting but. on you. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, well, Athir, <laughs> you're making him uncomfortable over the Zoom. No, I just meant that this is an example of how just because you're a little bit younger or like you're late 20s, 30, like early 30s. And yeah, the person isn't like 45. It doesn't mean that you're not like matched. Yeah. I think it just depends on, um, you know, each person and their maturity yeah. level. How is dating when yeah. you're living at home? I mean, it's non-existent. Uh, <laughs> I mean, mostly because of the pandemic. But like, I feel like my parents are pretty chill. But I have noticed in like other in my friends, like their parents are a lot more conservative. One of my friends was like, I think he was trying to like get with a girl like he was actually trying to marry her, but she was like one year older and like both sides, like both parents that's the parents were like freaking out. Like, how can you like marry somebody one year older than you? Like, okay. It's okay. So you get it. Yeah. You understand. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a thing in our culture. It is. It absolutely is. Just because like I recently told my mom, I like lied because she was like, would not get off my back about like getting married. And I was like, I'm dating someone. She's like, how old? I keep forgetting that I'm 31 because last year didn't exist. So I was like, oh, 30. And she was like, younger? <laughs> and I was like, I'm 30. I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've forgotten how old I am all the time. Yeah, I, I forget. The, the the guys that, yeah, it's like after 30, like I kept aging and the guys didn't. Yeah, and basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have our first segment called 50 Shades of Brown where, Khalil, you get to answer a dating question from one of our listeners. You I, I don't think I'll but sure. <laughs> no, I think you're going to do a great job. So what are some great questions to ask someone to get to know them on a deeper level during dates? Um, I feel like I should be figuring this out right now, too. Um, <laughs> we can all talk it out. It's okay. <laughs> I, I feel like just maybe starting it out with like shared interests and then like going from there, like yeah. just trying to find common ground first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like the small talk stuff about like, you know, finding out people's like lives and families is kind of tedious, but I feel like you have to get through that to like get to the deeper stuff. So, do you know? Because I, <laughs> I was like, I never want to know you're back. No, no, you're right. You're right. But I wonder, sometimes I feel like we prioritize, at least in the beginning, some of that small talk and uh, over like the deep quiet. Like, I appreciate like the no nonsense, no bullshit. Like, just ask me from the first date, kind of like, what are you looking for? What do you want? But, but I like that kind of stuff. But I also, yeah, like getting to know like our shared interest, I think is more important because it doesn't matter. Like the other stuff you're going to get to know when you get to know it, but it's, if you're going to still be with that person, but yeah, I think there needs to be something in the beginning that is like yeah. drawing you on a deeper level. And I think that first date or dates like set the tone for the way, like the rest of the dates or relationship is going to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, like, the goal is, like, to get to the deeper stuff. And 
I would be glad if somebody was like just cutting through the bullshit, but sometimes I guess people are like off put by that. Yeah, I, that's I like, true. Yeah. Cause we're comedians like, and like, we just want the, you know, it's, it's word economy. Get, get to the point. <laughs> it's also, yeah, you need to like punch up. You should like, dating yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I like, what are some questions that you think are important uh, to like, if, what would you want to ask someone? Cause I, I also don't love small talk. I never asked someone like how many siblings they have. Me neither. Ever. And I get asked that. And then I'm like, okay, so how many siblings do you yeah. have? So what instead are I'm always like, don't, why are you depressed right now? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. so <laughs> I, <laughs> I love those questions. What makes you really angry at the world? No, but I like, especially right now, like as, and you are like, younger like I think what I'm looking for right now is like something probably like really long term so like the questions I have to ask are like yeah like I don't know what are some good deep questions guys that I can like ask someone I feel like yeah, I submitted this clue. question yeah. <laughs> we, it, we all have yeah uh, I feel like maybe because it's so important to ask somebody whether they're looking for something long term or not especially like on I feel like a first date but like maybe asking about their life plans is like a way into that like you can mm. kind of get a Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Especially because I think if someone was like, what are you looking for? I'd be like, I don't know. Are you cool? Yeah. Like, I think I would freak out a little bit, but I like, yeah, I like that. I would you, would you, um, because you're getting into like comedy and like, and I want to know more about like what your path, what you want your path to be, but would you want to date like another artist or do you feel like, um, as someone I've done both or like, don't out, date comedians. Yeah. Don't date stand up. Other, maybe other form of comedy is okay. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Like preface so I'm saying like this is so fucking weird to say like but I'm I feel like I'm trying to go about it the halal way like this is so weird to like say it on this podcast no, but like no it's not um I like I I am trying to like I don't know like avoid dating a little bit like I I haven't been in any many serious relationships like small stuff in like high school but like nothing really since then the pandemic is like kind of yeah but, you're young also, so. as fuck also <laughs> most most of the people that we've had on are doing it the halal way or have done it the halal way Athir and I <laughs> Athir and I are lending the a different yeah way. the halal way that is but I think like uh, most of our friends too like a lot of our friends More are traditional very traditional I have friends who have like also gone the arranged marriage route too which is like which, to be honest, I was like, all right, like it's not bad. Then, like, it's not. Yeah, they found their they found their person, and that was like, they also know what they wanted. I would have been like, I, I think know. that's the key. It's like if you know for sure, like, do you, like you're. I mean, yeah, it's not like you need to rush into anything. And no. then, do you mean when like doing it the halal way? Do you kind of like want to wait until you're ready to get married and be like, mom, find me a bride, kind of thing, or like? also open to getting to know people to get to know people. Cause I think that's a tough part with our like cultural dating is like when you meet someone, it's not, it's with a purpose of like to lead to marriage. Yeah. So that sometimes adds a little bit of pressure. I don't know how, how you kind of like, you know, walk that line. I mean, I'm open to both. Like I want to wait. I feel like I'm still figuring out my own like priorities and like life goals. So like I, I'm still like, I don't feel like I'm I'm ready yet, but yeah, I'm open to like either meeting somebody or like if my mom can like find somebody who's like right for me, then sure. And brown moms can honestly find the right person for their brown sons for their so daughter. much easier, it's so much easier. Please. Oh yeah, the girls that I think there my mom has set up for moms. my brother yeah. are like wonderful, and the guys that I get, I'm like, what is this? Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, my brother meets like like uh, my brothers are married, the two older ones, and my younger brother just like met a Palestinian woman over Instagram, <laughs> and they like hit it off. And but they are more traditional. But it seems like they're just more. Maybe it's just like they're just shittier brown men. <laughs> I'm sorry, Khalil. <laughs> No, no, I think, I think like, so your parents are from India, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think like maybe it's just like, cause South Asian moms are, and maybe like Palestinian moms too, but they're so good at finding their sons, the exact person really? well, that their son, it's so, I've, all the men that I know, all of their moms found them like just the perfect woman. And then all the girls that I know, I was like, hmm. <laughs> what, well, the type of. Yeah, I mean, my sisters-in-law are gorgeous, amazing women. And th- my brothers did have kind of arranged marriage, but they met through someone. It wasn't my mom directly, but she did go along on the yeah. first date to yeah. meet with my older, my 30-something-year-old brother at the time to meet his, like, potential bride. And his mom and her mom were there, was there, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a very common a South Asian date. thing, though. It was though. a double date. With I've my, had that yeah. happen. It's a very common thing. It's I would never allow my mom on a date with me. <laughs> Would you? Oh, you know Would what? you let your mom come on a date with you? Um, I, I feel like depending on like the situation, I wouldn't like like if the family is also religious. I feel like it would kind of be, I guess, like appropriate. But yeah. like, what's weird is like my cousins who like have moved to the U.S. Like my dad is kind of like the mahram for them. So like mm-hmm. sometimes like I've tagged along to like their meetings with guys. It's, so I, I can't imagine the white people. Can you tell them what mahram is? Yeah, yeah. It's like the older male chaperone, I guess. Yeah. So like I don't know like cockblock. So by default he becomes like yeah because your dad is like the older male figure and then the the yeah, yeah he he's sort of responsible for them in a sense in that in those situations. yeah they're kind of like I guess like a matchmaker so you're coordinating like a, the <laughs> yeah you're the sidekick chaperone yeah I guess I was like the little intern just like I didn't realize how awkward <laughs> I, I was so young but like looking back it's been so like humiliating for both like her and the guys. Yeah, I've like, had to I've had to do that for like my female cousins and it's weird. It's such a weird thing cuz you're just like sitting there like uh it's so strange. But, it, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if two people are left alone together, the chaperone is the devil. That's yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. So better your dad and you than the shaitan. Exactly. Yeah. A young Khalil just like hanging out. That'd be honestly that's a good way to know if a guy's good too though. Because if he treats yeah. you like well, honestly, I would love to take my my brothers yeah, now too. on a on a date to meet a guy because they can like sense I, exactly they, they know like guys know each other too and they can sense like like the were you ever in a and you don't have to like say if you don't want to but were you ever in a situation where you're like this guy sucks? Um, I like none of them were like awful. Like I definitely heard horror stories, but like I think you know like if he's, like, a good guy, he could, like, make small talk with, like, kids if he's, like, sociable. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, a little, like, eight-year-old just, like, awkwardly sitting there and, like, this guy was, like, trying to, like, relate and make conversation. Like, that's, like, that's the guy, like, she ended up getting with. So, I feel like that's a good litmus test. It's a very that weird... That is. Oh, that's a really good litmus test because a lot of people can't speak to children, me included. And that is, like, that's, like, a good way to, like, figure out if someone's good. I, I feel so awkward talking to kids that, like... It's going to be a nightmare. I've turned into like an old, like I realize, like I've worked with kids, but like young kids, like there's a certain age where I still talk to them like they're toddlers and I don't know how to talk to the in-between yeah. age. And then I'm just like, so what, what grade are you in? What, what, what? <laughs> I turn into my mom or my, uh, my dad. I'm like, so what's your favorite subject? subject yeah. <laughs> I hate school. Oh, okay, cool. Me too. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I always go with like the what's your favorite subject and every kid. Like, I forget how much I hated school back then. Like, me too. I'm yeah. like, why are you asking? Like, as I'm saying it, I hate myself. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. hate, but how do like, you talk to kids? I mean, I don't this know. This should be the kids brown question. Like, how do you, like, what questions are good for like talking to like. Yeah. Like, the chaperone's like, son. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's so true. Cause like in the past, like the way that people would talk to me too, would just be like. Like, oh, okay, like, are you doing well in school? And I failed fifth grade math, and I was just like, no. Are like, you, what part are of the you Quran doing? have you memorized? Yes, that, that was a That's big another, one, too. Can you recite the Fatiha? Yeah. <laughs> or something? If you're- Wait, I, did, Khalil, did you ever go to Sunday school? Or, like, or religious Islamic? school? I, I went to an Islamic school from kindergarten to eighth grade, so... Wow. wow! I went to yeah. one in seventh grade. I went to my one life, but in fifth grade. But they were the like everyone was like memorizing. Did you the do Quran. the year round school like day? day no, I did oh, every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like you went. Wait, oh yeah. Did you go to like that was your main school? Or? Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. yeah I did that. Yeah, I'm like one year. It was enough. No more. I'm a Buddhist now. <laughs> I feel like my parents got me in early. Like I didn't have anything else to compare it to. So like I get one in kindergarten. Like. I didn't realize how different it was until I left. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was the thing. What was the adjustment after? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's the whole, like, Islam of it all, but also, like, it was such a small school. Like, there were 200 kids for, like, a K-12 school. I think my grade fluctuated between, like, 10 to 13 kids. Oh, wow. And I was just, yeah, I was just, like, naturally socially awkward. I didn't know how to talk to people. And, like, I was just put in, my freshman year of high school is when I left. And I went to a magnet school, and it was, it was pretty rough. Like I just had to learn how to like talk to people and just like, also I feel like high school is when you have to like advocate for yourself. Like yeah. I, we went to such school. It was such like, just like a comfortable environment. Like you realize like you have to like be on top of your own shit. Yeah. Wow. So when you were in the Islamic school also, I'm just one, like I've had this conversation with some of my like other female, like Brown Muslim friends. It's like, we're not socialized when we're kids to talk to the opposite sex. Like in, in our Islamic school in something, we literally had a partition wall Same. between the boys and the girls. And so did you have that separation and was there any kind of like uh, trying to like assimilate into like a co-ed culture? Yeah. Um, after, like, when you start middle school, they, like, separate the guys and girls. There wasn't a partition, but, like, you just, like, didn't sit next to each other. Um, and, like, you took, like, your electives, like, gym and, like, art separately. Um, so, like, it was, like, separated. Um, and then going into, like, public school and, like, magnet school, I feel like I was just so socially awkward. Like, I had to learn how to talk to people in general. So, like, I definitely had awkward encounters with girls. Like, I because there was, like, no... There was no talking. There was no contact. And, like, the first day of, like, I started high school, like, guys and girls were, like, hugging each other. And that was just insane to me. I remember, like, politely turning down a hug from a girl. Oh, I love that. Did you put your hand over your heart, the summit, like, or two hands? Or, like, push her down the stairs. No! Get away! Shaitan! People behind us are like, are people... Okay. No, there were people. Uh, people were looking into the window as like a fishbowl right now. Yeah. Like Canal Street Market. People when you, like, when you visit or come to New York, we'll like show you this in and you could see like how there are just like people just like probably when you yelled Allah Wafer, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you start with people in Chinatown. Yeah, you should just tell them like we're talking about shoving girls down the stairs. What do you guys? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, it was just like a huge, just like adjustment in general for me socially. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it was a culture shock for sure. Yeah, I can. That's like, that is, uh, that's pretty intense. I don't, my cousins went 
to like Islamic school like that, I think in the, in their early years. But I, because I was the youngest, I only had to do like Sunday school. Um, and now it's weird because like a lot of those people went to different high schools, but like, like school for me was the same. The only weird thing was there was a lot of white people and they were Islamic school. No, no. And like, like, obviously like regular like like school, but like, my teachers were white named like, this was in Alabama. I had like a Betty Ann and God knows what <laughs> they're like wearing full because they, they were like, I can't find another job. So they have to like wear the abaya and everything. Oh, wow. They wore, were they the Muslim? Cover- no. Wait, they just what? forced them to because they were teachers there. That is kind of cool. That is like the reverse of <laughs> <laughs> you must be Muslim for this job. That's really awesome. That's some commitment. The market was bad. Let me tell, the market was really bad because it was definitely shit pay, I'm sure. Yeah. It was a private school, so maybe it was like better than like pay yeah. at a public school, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. It was so weird. I just uh I don't know. And then I, I went to in a like a Muslim school in Palestine, but it was an all-girls school in eighth and ninth grade. And that didn't seem weird at all to me because we were in a Muslim place. Everyone was Muslim around me in that school. And then, but the Islamic school in Alabama was like a weird, like, I don't know, weird. It was mm-hmm. very trippy just being, being in that place. Yeah, I've heard that like a lot though. Just like, I, I mean, like you think that like Islamic countries are like more, just like strict but a lot of places are more chill no they were so chill we would hit on the boys school across the street the girls would be like throwing stuff and like nice like letters and like yeah there was a boys school we could see from our windows and like people were very way more chill about about it but i think yeah here in the u.s it's like we have to assert ourselves as muslims even more yeah yeah there definitely is that like clinging to like islamic identity but yeah i totally like remember in my islamic school most of the teachers were muslim but there was always that like one like white teacher who was there for a year but they didn't make them wear like hijabs or like abayas or anything like that they were like totally cool with whatever that's good that's no good. this poor lady <laughs> or maybe she, maybe she either she now is muslim or she hates all muslims yeah <laughs> one of the teachers was white married to a, a muslim guy and then i think she like took it off like got divorced and was like fuck this and then her daughter was like fuck this too and took it off oh so, damn okay that's just funny. Like if she got harassed and she's like, no, this is just for work. Like, <laughs> I'm a Christian. I'm, yeah, a, I hate- I'm a Southern Baptist. What are you talking about? <laughs> that would be, that would be so, so fun. What a fun sketch that would be. Like, no, 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 no. They're making me do this. We need to shoot Sharia this. law is Sharia real. Law and, and uh, yeah. Like once you step. I guess the white people weren't wrong then. Sharia law is real in some parts. Well, I mean, yeah, she got like paid. <laughs> To, for Sharia. <laughs> um, have you have you been back to India? Um, I the last time I went back was right before high school, um, like six years ago now. Oh wow! Oh, how was yeah. that experience? Have you been back uh, before? Was that was that a right like first time? Uh, no, I'd been there like three times, not that much. Like, but I mean, it, it was great. Like, I got to meet all my cousins, and like, it, it was really nice to just go there on summer breaks and hang out. All uh, like two thousand of your cousins. You're yeah. like, this whole village. Yeah. That everyone is, is yeah. related. It is. It literally like you, this whole everyone whole here village, yeah. is your cousin. It's been about thirteen years since I've gone back, but it was like I was like around oh. high school time when I went, and it mm-hmm. was like it was great. But the whole village was my cousin, that's <laughs> or my aunts and uncles, like every single person. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. my family is Bangalore, which is like a big metropolitan area, so it wasn't the whole. It's like half the city, like. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, fancy boy. <laughs> yeah. 
city boy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With only a thousand cousins. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so yeah, sure. It was funny. I, I went on a, a date the other day with like a, another Daisy guy, uh, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Where did your parents meet? How did your parents meet?" No one's ever asked me that, and I was yeah. like, "It was an arranged marriage." And then I was like, "How did your parents meet?" And he was like, "Yeah, it was also." I was like, "What was it? Some love marriage or story that you're at?" And he was like, "No, they were arranged." And I was like, "Why are we? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why?" <laughs> yeah, no. It's, well, my parents met in a different way. Love. Oh, really? A little, yeah, because like, so my aunt and my uncle got married and then they, my aunt was like, I'm going to bring my brother to America. And my uncle was like, oh, my sister wants to come. So then like they were married, they had this house. And then my mom, my dad separately went to go visit their respective siblings. And they were all yeah. in the same house. And they, my mom ended up, because she was a teacher in Pakistan, but she ended up staying for like months and months. And my dad did not have a job or any <laughs> or anything that he was like really going for. So he was like, oh, I'm just going to chill in America and like have fun. So like they became really good friends and then they ended up uh, getting married. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. And she got married at 30. So, wow. Yeah. So oh, every single amazing. time, which is fucking 45 in today's it's, years. Like, it yeah. Is, so you should get to get like start thinking what, about it at 60. She can harass exactly. you then. Every time she's like, oh, like you're not married yet. I'm like, homegirl, you got married. So you like, were she, basically dead. Yeah. She basically, she was like <laughs> living then? her life in America. That's she like, amazing. yeah, she like went to like grad school and like wow. Lahore. She like, she did everything that I have wanted to do. So now every time she like talks about Shadi, I'm like, no, no, no you were. 30 years old. It's like you were like dead and got married. So let's not. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's not typical at all from like the like more conservative sides of like my family. Um, yeah. My, yeah. yeah I my mom was 25, I think, when she got married. So like in the middle, I guess. Yeah. Mine was like 18. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. Very young. And she feels like till this day, it's like too, way too. She's like, I didn't get to live my life. Yeah, it how makes old? Me sad. How old was she when she had you guys? Or your? Um, old, she had my older brother, twenty one. At twenty one, I was a mess. I'm still a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Past thirty one. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you imagine? That's so hard. Yeah, that's, that's so hard. 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 But you know, now she has four kids and Damn. young enough to enjoy the grandkids and all of that. So I'm like, I will be dead before <laughs> if I ever get married. Um. But yeah, how did your parents meet? Was it arranged or was it? Uh... I'm still fuzzy on this because, like, my dad moved here. I don't know if he met my mom after he moved here or if he came here, like, or if he like met with her before and then like married her. But like, he got married her very quickly after he moved here. Um, I don't think it was arranged. Like, I think they like their parents like set it up, but like, I think they, they had like full choice as far as I know. Yeah. I- that's what I mean too. Like I think when white people hear sometimes arranged oh, marriage, yeah. they don't realize that the meeting is arranged. No exactly. one's forcing yeah. you. No one's. I don't. Yeah. No one's. Been, my no aunt one actually and, gets married on their wedding. Like well, meets my on aunt their, and uncle did, but they were like in really? their like late seventies, so it's what? different. Wait, they Wait, met in their late 70s? No, no, no. They <laughs> That would oh. be wild if they oh met God. in their late 70s <laughs> and, and they still <laughs> had the thing where they were like, you have to meet the day of. That would be You're like, so... I might not make it till then. What do you... Oh, okay, um, sorry. No, so they... She was really young too, but like in Bac... They met the night of their wedding. It was like one of those. Like, I think they saw like pictures of each other, but that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's they, wild. Yep. So they had like that, whereas like my parents, like their siblings were like living in the same fucking house. But yeah, they had a very, very traditional like 
meet at the wedding, which I would, I just, I've been watching every single season of Married at First Sight. So honestly, <clears throat> it's not that bad. <laughs> After watching Married at First Sight, you know, you just kind of learn, you just figure it out. Yeah. And it's culture, like they just appropriated it off of us. They absolutely did. That's why every time white people are like, oh my God, arranged marriage. I'm like, have you seen any of your TV shows? Yeah, I've seen Married at First. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's like you guys just took yeah. this from us. A 90 day fiance. Yeah, all of it. Uh, what's that one? Not Love Island. What's the one where they're like siloed into these different places? They can't see each Love other. Is blind. Love, Love is, is blind. Love is blind. Yes. Yeah. Love is arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> white people steal everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of white people appropriating shit, we actually have a, a segment where uh, it's called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. A segment yeah. where we talk about things that white people do and whether we as people of color also do these things. So Khalil, we've got a um, category of different things that you, different categories you can choose from. And then I'm going to call out something in that category and you're going to tell me if you are guilty. Well, I'll talk about whether we are guilty yeah. of doing these <laughs> things. So okay. here we go. We've got Food slash beverage, pop culture, activities, style and clothes, phrases or sayings, and miscellaneous. Oh, uh, let's go activities. Activities. Have you ever gone skiing? Ooh. Yes. Yes, I have. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I apologize to all the days people sitting out here. Uh, <laughs> but I went when I was really young. Like, I feel like because my mom was born here, she was like, we should just try this once. So like she took me down in like, I was like eight and then I I never did it again. Um, Oh, that's cool though. That's like a whole, your whole family's not, your whole family is keeping up up with the the Caucasians. Caucasians. Yeah. 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 So what what was that? Well, you're in Connecticut. So you're, are you in a very white part slash Connecticut? (laughs) No, I live like right, right outside of Hartford, uh, the capital city. So it's it's pretty diverse here. Hartford. A friend of mine lived there, so I would go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a college there, right? I know. There's a. Uh, there are colleges there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a million. Um, co- yeah. <laughs> Where'd you guys uh, go but, skiing? Like Vermont. It was somewhere in Connecticut. But I don't remember. It was so long ago. Just mm-hmm. like somewhere. Did Did you have to like rent the ski stuff, or did your mom like fully commit and buy all the ski gear? No, no, we're not. She, no, she's still basically like we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna waste her money. No, on she was shit. like, she was like, I have a coupon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. she, yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's I, how you I, ended up going. It's like in the summer there was no snow, and they're yeah. like, here you can just go down this hill. <laughs> Do you remember any of it though? Um, I mean, very vaguely. Like I remember because like I was young, I had to take that like class about like how to control your skis. I think. Oh. And go down I, like the mini slope, or yeah, yeah. I've seen this I mean, on TV. Would... I've never been skiing. Have you? Oh, okay. um, so I had a white boyfriend for a few years, <laughs> but okay, we didn't. We went away to Vermont, and this is where we were about to break up because I was like, I hate him so much. It was a horrible trip. But he got mad at me because I didn't want to go skiing. But I was like, I don't want. I was like, I want to go just like sit by the fire and read a book. This is my vacation. Yeah, sounds- and like he went with like two other dudes, and like they had fun. But I was like, I'm not fucking. I didn't want to go skiing there. And it was so expensive. I had the time of my life sitting by fire and doing not skiing stuff. But I, you know what? If I, I imagine that if I didn't hate him so much, it was like towards the end of our relationship, we were trying everything to like save it. 
if I didn't hate him so much, I would have gone skiing. Mm, I would do it just out of curiosity. Yeah, know? but what? I just didn't want to spend any more time with him That's by fair. that point. That That's I was fair. like, no more. If it weren't for him, you could maybe we should do a skiing trip. Maybe we should do this is what I wanted to a do. A no fly list. A, like do all the white things and just videotape ourselves <laughs> if we survive. We're gonna go hoverboards. We're gonna go snowboard. All the boards. We're gonna all go, the boards, all yeah. The Wakeboard. Is Wakeboard. That, yeah. We're going to swim. This is going to be a no fly list trip where all of us bring do, your mom, bring your mom and yeah. her dad a chaperone us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will all probably do the waterboard at some point if like Trump gets reflected. Um, but yeah, I, um, what I do remember, but yeah, the highlight of that trip was like getting hot chocolate and sitting by the yeah, fire. After. Yeah, that's all I think that's about. It's like, that must be nice when it's cold. You just want to be inside away from the snow and drink hot yeah. chocolate. Why would I throw myself into the snow? That sounds insane. Yeah, we should all go hot chocolate. <laughs> that's skiing. true. Yeah, fuck skiing. Let's all just do, yeah. let's do the after activities of all the other, like, okay. <laughs> just like, ha- like, just chill, like have some like shrimp on like barbecue, like, and then for like the summer like right. board activities. I like and then for winter hot chocolate saunas, yeah. hot, hot tub. Give me exactly. anything hot. Give me anything <laughs> hot, yeah. Um, but your mom's really cool for actually that's like really a, yeah. Cool. I actually think that's a really dope thing for to like do. exposing you yep. and being like, I yeah, I want you to try new things. Like yep. that's really cool. the, yeah. New white she was things. Like, just chaperoning me through white culture. Yeah. She was my white <laughs> Your white Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Uh, well, Khalil, this has been so much fun. Um, you are an awesome writer. So where can our listeners find your work, find you, your podcast? Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at krahman333. Um, I write for Reductorist. You can check on my author page. And uh, I have a podcast called uh, Type 5. I interviewed a mama, so you can check that out probably uh-huh. in like a month or two. I'd love to have you on. Oh, thank you. I'd love to do it anytime. We'll link up. After. Yeah. I actually, I saw you perform live four years ago now. Oh, wow. Where? Yeah. At my soon say it's comedy show in New York. Um, this is like four years ago. My mom actually took me to that too. Like, oh, again, oh your mom is was so it, cool. <laughs> wait, was it the Muslim funny fest or was it a brown, like was it an Arab festival or just like a random? I think it was like the Muslim funny fest. Yeah. yeah Cause there were like there too. But the lineup was crazy. It was you, I think Dina Hashem. Yeah. Golden Rami Glo- was there. It was like. Uh, Azhar Osman, I think. Like, it was a bunch of people. A bunch oh, of damn. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I, yeah, I'm sad they don't do that anymore because they realize, yeah, there were more restrictions with the Muslim crowds. Like, they're like, they don't want to come anywhere where there's alcohol. We got to get a, a hall. We got to get... Uh, like, it's easier with, like, the Arab Fest because it's just, like, everybody... Uh, auto, I don't know. But I'm glad you... Can't, hopefully, it was a good show. Hopefully, I did okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this was great. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Thank and, you. Yeah, and you could follow us at No Fly List Pod. Also follow Canal Street Market and Listening Party, uh, our new home for the pod. And you can follow me at Ethir Yakub. And you can follow me at Amama Sadar. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Khalil.